Hello, you're listening to Got Clutter, Get Organized, the podcast that focuses on helping you create space to attract more money, love, and happiness in your life. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you're a regular listener, and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. I hope you are having a great week. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please leave a review so I can continue bringing you episodes each week. In this episode, I will be interviewing Sunali, and she is the founder of Pet Minded, and we're going to be discussing how to have a more pet-friendly home for the holidays. I will also be sharing my product suggestion, app suggestion, repurpose suggestion, and book suggestion for this week. And my question for you this week is, do you own pets? If yes, what kind? Cat, dog, birds, maybe a horse? Here's a few statistics before we get started in this interview and discussion. Did you know that there were in 2018, there were 470 million dogs and 370 million cats, according to the Canine Journal? Sunali is the founder and CEO of Pet Minded, a community for dog lovers seeking scientific-backed activities, products, and services to give their dogs a great life. Sunali is a biomedical engineer by training and has worked in various healthcare roles. She is a lifelong dog person and lives in New York City with her husband and rescue dog Ella. You can learn more, of course, about her at www.petminded.co. That's petminded.co. And of course, there will be a direct link um, in the show page. So sit back and listen to my conversation with Sunali. Well, listeners, I'm excited because it's the holiday and a lot of you have pets. And I just wanted to bring someone on, an expert, to give us some strategies on how we can manage the holiday with our four-legged loved ones. So today we have Sonali Negam. And if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, please correct me. And she's going to share with us some strategies on just how us to have an organized holiday with our pets. So Sunali, thank you and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. So before we get started in the tips and strategies, share your journey on how you became like the expert and started blogging on pets. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm a lifelong animal person. So I've always had pets my entire childhood and my adult life. And I'm also a scientist by training. And um, when I adopted a dog and a cat as an adult a few years ago, I started to notice that there is a lot of snake oil being sold to pet parents. There's a lot of pseudoscience out there. And that can be both emotionally taxing for people when they try things that don't work, or sometimes it can be harmful for the pet too, right? And it's expensive because nothing is free. So... I went on this journey to create a space for pet parents where we can gather and learn the latest scientific insights, but also get advice from like-minded people. So I ended up creating a community essentially called Pet Minded. And uh, over the last few years, I guess I've seen a lot, I've learned a lot. I've talked to some of the top scientists in the world on some of these topics. So I'm still a work in progress. 
but happy to share any expertise that I can with your audience today. So why is it important to pet proof our homes? Because from an organizing standpoint, I can kind of see where, you know, you want to have a space not only for yourself, but also your pet to kind of, you know, be comfortable. But what are, from your um, area of expertise, why is it so important for us to do that? I would say the top two reasons are really safety and peace of mind, right? So our pets are part of our family. That's why we are listening to this podcast today. Um, And holidays tend to be this time when people's routines get disrupted and our pets follow a routine. They follow our routine typically. So when you introduce new elements into their space, into their life, things can get disrupted. And from a safety perspective, it can change their behavior. So a really well-mannered dog that never counter surfs, never tries to steal food, might actually start doing that because they're either seeking attention or they're confused, they're nervous. Um, So from a safety standpoint, if you are leaving out holiday foods, that could end up being a very expensive trip to the ER, right? If your dog ends up consuming that food. On the other hand, I think peace of mind is equally important. So if we are hosting family and friends, especially after a long pandemic, many of us have adopted pets during a time that they have not been exposed to being around a lot of other people, to a lot of activity. And so a lot of us, I think in the back of our mind are thinking, well, how's my dog or cat going to respond to this? And as a hostess, I think most of us can relate to this. When you're hosting people, you don't wanna be constantly looking over your shoulder and worrying about, is my dog doing okay? Is that guest feeding them something that they shouldn't be feeding? Or is something going to get chewed up? Um, So I think really having a pet proofing plan in place in advance is probably the best way to go if you don't want to worry about these two things. That's so interesting because you brought up a couple of points. One, the food, um, and I wanted to ask you about that. But also you brought up a great point about, because a lot of people did during this pandemic, they, you know, brought a pet into their home and they may have been single and now all of a sudden it, it was just well, you know the pet and just the person and now all of a sudden the pet's got to deal with all these like where are all these people coming from so you know I understand that because one time I was visiting a cousin and she had a dog and you know it was it was a pit bull but it was very because of what it went through it was so gentle and I'm sitting on the sofa he snuggled up under me we're having a good time all these people came in the house and they're like panicking because they're looking at the dog but not the way he's acting with me and they're like Mm -hmm. how can you and I'm like he's fine just he's fine everybody just be calm he's fine he's just kind of look because he likes to cuddle because he was in a situation where he wasn't cuddled so he likes to get the extra cuddles in so those are two good points But what I wanted to talk to you also about, because you talked about the food, and I find that sometimes, like you said, people, I guess they mean well with the food, but then the next thing you know, the pet is a little bit bigger than you're used to seeing, and you're like, hmm, you know, you don't want to use the D word diet, because you don't want to offend people, but like, you know, in your opinion, some of the foods that we eat are probably not good for some of the animals, Yeah, definitely. And I'll just throw this out there. Over 50% of pets in America are obese, which is 
really bad for their health. It shortens their lifespan. It causes a lot of expenditure on pet health. So the holidays are definitely a time to be watching out for this because I know they're so cute. They're looking at you with those cute puppy and kitten eyes and you feel compelled because you are having a good time. So why deny your pet? And I can totally relate to that. But there are foods, both fattening, but also toxic. So I think one aspect of pet proofing is not just what you remove from the environment, but also what you put in the environment for people to access, right? So definitely make sure that any foods that are toxic to your pet are out of reach. And that should be something that should be communicated to all guests. You know, we don't want to have to go to, to the ER on Thanksgiving or on Christmas Eve. Um, a really big culprit um, for ER visits is actually leaving out cooking oils and food uh, fats. So like turkey drippings, because a lot of dogs will get pancreatitis. So um, this is a very common thing that happens over the holidays because someone will just leave out, you know, a cup of fat on the counter and your dog goes and they lap it out. Cats are also guilty of these activities. I know we keep talking about dogs, but cats will also get into food. But if, if you are prepared for this, you can have some healthy treats ready to go. You can even have holiday-themed holiday treats ready to go, right? Which you can give to your guests and say, if you are feeling really compelled to feed our pets, please share these treats with the dog. Don't feed them off the table because you may or may not know what's good for them. And we don't want to have to deal with um, a health issue in the middle of our party. Um, one other thing I do want to mention that I think happens very innocently, and it's important to know, is that a lot of scents that we use around the holidays can actually be toxic to pets. So that is something if you were even visiting a friend and you walk in and you smell something unfamiliar and you brought your pet with you, just something to quickly clarify. A quick Google search will help you figure out, can this irritate my pet? Because these are just some of the very innocuous things that as humans, we might enjoy that scent, um, but it might irritate um, your dog or cat, or if someone brings over a very nice candle, you know, you feel bad refusing it, but it's just good to know. Um, it's better to be prepared in advance. So what about the decorations and all of those wonderful things that we put out. I mean, are there, and I've been hearing some things about certain types of plants that may be a little toxic to cats, you know, dogs, because they kind of nibble on them. So are there things that, you know, as we pet proof our home for the holiday to make it not only, you know, a, a wonderful place, but also a safe place, are there things that we just should maybe kind of steer away from when it comes to the decorating? Yes, definitely. I think plants can be a big culprit. Um, like you said, both cats and dogs actually love to nibble on house plants. And a really good resource is the ASPCA. So um, you can look up a pet poison hotline or you can look up pet safe plants and they have a list. And so if you are out at, you know, we go to grocery stores and that sell ornamental plants like Trader Joe's, for example, or um, if you're out, even sometimes at the local pharmacy, just pull out your phone, look up the name of the plant, make sure that it's safe for the type of pet you have, because some plants are safe for dogs, but not for cats and vice versa. So definitely being cautious about that's important because again, these can be poisonous. You may not catch it until a few hours later. 
And then again, an expensive visit to the ER and also emotionally taxing during the holiday, um, something that we all want to avoid. I think in addition to pets, decorations tend to be problematic, um, especially cords, electrical cords, like those beautiful lights that we like to put up, um, Christmas ornaments sometimes, because now there's so many interesting new materials being used to design ornaments. Your dog might think it's a chew toy. <laughs> and, you know, some dogs are big chewers. Not every dog is, but some are. And so it's important to, you know, either put it out of reach. Definitely no cords should ever be around pets or children in general. But even with ornaments um, and the packaging that they come in, a lot of time things are wrapped up in paper and tissue and string and string can be really disastrous when consumed. Um, I think most veterinarians have a horror story of you know, having to go in and surgically operate and remove strain from intestines. I know I'm painting a really gruesome picture here, but it is, it happens a lot. And even packaging sometimes because packaging may not uh, always use pet safe coloring and paint. So better safe than sorry, I would just get rid of it um, before your pet can access it. Wow, Sonali, you gave us so much to really, I mean, really think about and consider as we begin to like, you know, unpack the decorations, make the house look beautiful, but also, you know, sometimes we're taking into consideration, okay, we want things for the, say for the kids, but then when you have a pet, you also have to take that into consideration as well. And even with the food, and like you said, I, you know, I started thinking, I'm like, yeah, a lot of dogs they see stuff and they think oh that's for me and the next thing you know they're chewing on it or playing with it and like you said it might be toxic wow so you have truly given us a lot to think about so my last question to you is how do you manage just your life and staying organized as the blogger as a pet owner and all the other things that you probably do how do you manage to stay organized yeah so I'll preface this by saying I live in New York City in a pretty tiny apartment with my partner and my dog. And so we have to actually be very conscious of how we are utilizing space. One of the things we do with our dog who actually happens, she's a rescue, she has a bit of anxiety from her past. Um, we give her a lot of puzzle toys and activities to keep her busy and to keep her brain engaged. And instead of having to buy, you know, a dozen toys or get a subscription box every month, we rotate her toys. And so every month she gets one set of toys, maybe one new toy, but then we'll remove all the others, right? Just to generate some novelty for her. So that really helps with our space constraints. Um, another thing we do, not just around the holidays, but year round, um, even when we have say a cleaner come over or a handy person, she always has a safe space where she can hide um, if she is nervous. And I do recommend this during the holidays too. If your pet is not used to having people around, there should be a space that is off limits to everyone. Um, we found that this prevents accidents, this prevents bad behavior, and just generally she's calmer and I'm calmer and not worrying about her all the time. I do think that as we are starting to adopt more pets and a lot, so many more people have been lucky enough to bring pets into their lives. Um, being organized is actually something I'm striving to do. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's a work in progress, as I'm sure you know. But 
I think when it comes to pets and especially in our situation, just getting rid of things every time we bring in something new, it's sort of the guiding principle. And we just tried to work within that. And that is wonderful. Like you said, Sonala, it is. It's a work in progress for everybody, even those who just by themselves with no pets. So So how can listeners um, get in contact with you and connect with your community? Yeah, so if anyone's interested in learning more about their pet, um, learning some science, and um, you're welcome to follow us on Instagram. So we are on Instagram at PetMinded. That's P-E-T-M-I-N-D-E-D, PetMinded. And you can also sign up for our newsletter at www.petminded.co. Um, And those are the best ways to stay in touch. And if you have questions about anything we talked about today or other things you're curious about why your pet is doing what they do, um, we love to hear from pet parents. And of course, listeners, you know, I will have a direct link to the website on the show page. So Sonali, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. This was great. (laughs) Happy holidays, everyone. So what tips did you take away from my interview with Sonali? I would love to know. So let's move on to Taylor's tip time and how to organize your home for you with pets. Number one, either have a hook or dish for the leash so you can have that right by the door. Organize those supplies like the grooming supplies, the bathing supplies, put it in a container, a cute basket making sure the food and also sometimes people give their pets supplements so making sure all of that is organized as well have a cute little basket for the toys even though sometimes the toys will be all over the place but at least it'll be a nice place to to keep them corralled and last but not least use a calendar to keep track of shots and checkups because they have to do checkups and have annuals just like we do so are you ready to live an organized life have you been working on getting organized and feel that you need someone to guide you from start to finish by providing you with details needed to clear the clutter and get organized? Let's talk so I can share how you can get back on track and get organized with my virtual sessions. Go to my contact page and schedule a 15-minute free session and we offer a variety of virtual coaching plans to meet your needs. Or maybe you're just feeling overwhelmed, like you can't manage your business or your work, your life, let me help you. I work with clients so they can manage their time and get things done without feeling stressed or burned out. Create a life so you can have time to do all the things you want to do without feeling stressed or overwhelmed. And make sure you click the link on the show page. Well, I just want to take a moment to thank you. Thank you for following me on social media, for your likes, your tweets, your resharing, your comments. Continue to follow me, of course, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, of course, and Pinterest. And check out my organized home board. And of course, make sure you check out my YouTube channel and subscribe as well. If you're thinking of getting organized, your life don't get overwhelmed, ladies. Join my Facebook group, Living Life Totally Organized. It's awesome. The women are sharing and caring and, and encouraging.
encouraging. So it's free and we, I provide a monthly Q&A every time. And I mean every time somebody poses a picture, poses a video, or just poses a question, I actually am the one that answers it. I respond. Sometimes I respond via video, but sometimes I'll just, you know, respond. But I always respond to each and every question. So it's an opportunity for you to join a group of women on their, and, and all of you together on their journey to live a life totally organized. Well, do you know what time it is? I can see you doing your chant, your dance. It's Toss a Tuesday time. And I want you to toss possibly, um, you know, those old toys from your pets that, you know, they have loved and you have already replaced them. So it's time to move all of that stuff out of the house. My app suggestion for the week is Popper. It's Pupper. P-U-P-P-R. Pupper is a dog training app. My, of course, product suggestion is I have an entire section on my Amazon page just for pet owners and all the things that you can use that will help you be more organized. My book selection for this week is the first aid companion for dogs and cats, Prevention Pets. And of course, my quote for this week is, a faithful companion is a sure anchor. Well, I definitely want to thank you for listening. Be sure to share this podcast with your family, your friends, and on your social media network. And again, let me know you enjoy listening to this podcast by leaving a review on whatever platform you're listening on. And be sure to visit my website at www.JanetMTaylor.com. And until next time, have a clutter-free day. But most of all, have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element of a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to your organizing dilemmas. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized.